Hello, I'm Charles Coves, Australasia's passion provocateur, and welcome to this week's episode of the Charles Coves Show. This is episode 13. This show is driven by the formula of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Since 1993, when I left my successful career in the law, I have spent my time inspiring and provoking audiences through speeches and coaching programs and workshops to discover and pursue passion. That's why I am the passion provocateur. Some people say to me, what is a passion provocateur? And I say, think of me as a mental laxative. My role in life is to unblock constipated thinking. This show is also guided by Socrates' famous principle and quote, that the unexamined life is not worth living. So I aim to provoke you in this show to examine your life so that you each day of your life, feel successful as you're on your unique journey. Your examination of your life enables you to make much better decisions. Now, a spot of humour before we get too serious. If at first you don't succeed, then skydiving is not for you. However, some things we need to do more than once. So be careful in the skydiving stakes. I hope you like my red jacket for those of you watching on the YouTube channel rather than on podcast. Red is the color of passion. Red is the color of my brand. When I got this jacket, it was the reddest red I could find. Each week in this show, I explore one big idea that can change your life. And I focus on one big idea because we're bombarded by so many ideas that I'm hoping that one idea that you then absorb during the week becomes integrated in your day-to-day life if that idea appeals to you. I confidently say that any idea that I share with you in these shows works. It's worked in my life. It's worked in the lives of clients that I've worked with over the last 27 plus years. And I wouldn't share something with you that I didn't consider could work and could make a big difference. Each week in the show, I also share with you a song that might inspire you, a book, a spirituality tip, a health tip, and perhaps another joke. Depends on, depends on my mood. Hopefully, I'm giving you advice that I believe in. I I don't subscribe to the view of being politically correct. And I certainly subscribe to the view that we have a spiritual life. So here we are in the middle of June, 21st of June to be precise, in 2020. And the coronavirus lockdowns over the course of the last week have started to ease in Victoria and Australia and other places. And now the news overnight is that horror of horrors. A few people have been diagnosed with coronavirus and now our silly Premier is going to be imposing new restrictions. What nonsense. 
The whole idea of the lockdown was to avoid an explosion of cases. There was all this talk of herd immunity. How is there going to be herd immunity if we're terrified of getting a small number of cases of coronavirus? This is the madness that masquerades as political speak because politicians, having made these dr- draconian decisions, they want to pretend that this is such a danger, this coronavirus, that we have to keep acting in this particular way. Again, I urge you to do your own thinking because I know as our audience base is growing, you haven't heard me speak earlier. So it's a real balance when I'm talking to you. Gosh, I don't want to repeat stuff that I've said, but there are new listeners who come along the way. And this coronavirus drama has been continuing for some months now. So it's a big, big topic and impacting on people's lives. But I do urge you to do your own thinking and I do urge you to not just listen to the mainstream media on these issues. As part of this lockdown, the huge economic impact that is being suffered in Australia and America and around the world leads to governments making decisions such as the American government, which today is printing $4 billion of cash, tomorrow is printing $4 billion of cash, and is incurring $7 trillion extra of debt. Where is all this going to lead? And during the week, I spoke to one of my coaching clients from one of the big four banks. We had a conversation. Is this printing of vast amounts of money going to lead to inflation like Germany in the 30s that led to World War II? Or is it going to lead to deflation? Economists that I read have views one way or the other. Quite interesting in terms of the decisions you might make in terms of debt. If there's going to be rampant inflation, then debt is not a problem. If there's going to be deflation, then debt is a problem. So one of the things that challenges all of us is to live in this age of uncertainty. And that ability to live in uncertain times is what this show is also about. Your own self-awareness and whilst pursuing your passion and your knowledge of yourself, you are on the road of success. And quite frankly, because you have confidence in yourself, the external challenges cease to have such a negative mental impact on you. That's what I find with my own thinking. I go, well, okay, sarah, sarah. What will be, will be. I have spent a lot of time reading about all these issues during the week and over the last six months and generally because there is so much to learn in changing times that my ability to give advice and to share advice and to make my own decisions depends on being, as Buckminster Fuller would say, comprehensively informed. Julie and I have been continuing to learn from various webinars. Of course, we've been having all these Zoom meetings, but because there's been less time wasted in traffic jams, more time is available to study, to learn, to develop skills to enable any business to be profitably promoted. This skill development, in my mind, is ongoing for the rest of my life. We have both been 
exercising every day, I urge you to exercise every day. Primarily, I have been on my bike doing pretty solid bike sessions and I've been competing in triathlons for 35 years, so riding a bike is second nature to me. Plus, I delivered newspapers for seven years from the age of 10 to 17. Just imagine that being 10 years of age. These days in Australia, that would be considered child exploitation. I used to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning when I was 10 years of age, freezing cold morning, and deliver newspapers. Anyway, my parents didn't have much money, so I had to do that if I wanted to have money. Now, let's turn to today's big idea. Before I do, I urge you to have a look at our websites, coves.com, that's for corporate programs, for public speeches, presentations. You can subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. I urge you to do that because reading about the ideas that I share, they're different to what we cover in these shows, will be of value to you, I'm confident. The other website is charlescoves.com and that website is dedicated to the self-awareness and passion quest. That is a program that you can join that will take you on the quest more deeply in a structured way. I hope you consider coming on that quest with me and with other participants. So, today's big idea. What do you believe and why do you believe it? Your beliefs create your experience of your life. And one of my beliefs is that coffee is good for me. So I better have my drink of coffee. You know, you know I'm addicted to it. It's one of my confessions. I'm addicted to sport. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. I'm addicted to being fit because I hate being unfit. And Julie reminded me this week of a wonderful principle that I share in some of my programs that discipline leads to freedom. And the discipline of exercise leads to the freedom of being able to move my body and to having high energy because I'm fit. It's an important principle. Discipline leads to freedom. Back to beliefs. Your beliefs create your life experience. That is such a profound idea. And yet what surprises me is how few people understand the power of their beliefs. When I sit down to coach senior executives, very experienced, successful business people, I say to them, what do you believe? Most of them can't answer. This is such a staggering experience that I've had that people are not aware of what they believe. Are you consciously aware of what you believe? What do you believe about the coronavirus? What do you believe about politics? What do you believe about the economy? What do you believe is a good life? What do you believe about you? Do you believe you are intelligent? Do you believe that you are smart? 
Do you believe that you're a fast learner? Do you believe that you are a slow learner? What do you believe you deserve to earn each year if you're an employee? Your beliefs create your experience so that when somebody does something to you, your beliefs drive your response. Let me give you one simple example of this. You're driving your car and somebody unreasonably cuts across you. Your reaction to that is dictated by your beliefs. If you are a salesperson, what do you believe when a prospect says to you, no thanks? Your self-awareness helps you look inside yourself to go, hmm, what do I believe when a prospect says no? I know many dentists watch this program because I'm a co-founder with Julie of Julie Parker Practice Success. So as a dentist, when a patient rejects a treatment plan, what do you believe that means? When your spouse says no to you, what do you believe that means? What do you believe is a good life? What do you believe is your worth as a human being? Your beliefs around this issue will drive your decision-making. So if you don't believe you're capable of achievement, then you won't even try to achieve anything. And in one of the earlier episodes, I've talked about how much knowledge there is to know and how easy it is to slip into a belief system that I'm useless, I'm hopeless, I really don't know very much at all. And the truth is that each one of us knows a tiny little bit of all there is to know. So your belief around the amount that you do actually know and the value of your past set of experiences will then guide your decision on whether you're willing to go and do something new, whether you're willing to leave a job that you're not passionate about. I urge you to start consciously identifying what you believe, spiritually, mentally, physically, about yourself first, then about the world, different parts of the world. And the amazing, the amazing idea to embrace as part of this idea around beliefs is that it's possible to change your beliefs. It is possible to change beliefs. And if you look back at your life and look at the beliefs you used to have and hopefully you have new ones now, that should give you confidence that it is possible to change beliefs. And some of the beliefs that you have that don't serve you are the ones to work on changing. Now, what is a belief? A belief, I like Tony Robbins' definition of it or description of it, a belief is just a feeling of certainty about something. It is not a fact 
Beliefs versus facts. If it's a fact, it's not a belief. So the beliefs are feelings of certainty about certain issues. And the amazing thing is you can take in other facts to help you change those beliefs. That's a whole program as part of the self-awareness and passion quest. We devote a fair bit of time to working on this question of beliefs, but I just want to put this idea in your head. You can change your beliefs. I urge you to change those that are most disabling for you. In my journey, I have identified beliefs that don't serve me, and I have found that it is possible to change them. It doesn't happen overnight, a bit like fitness, a bit like new ways of thinking. Similarly, your beliefs have come about, these feelings of certainty have come about through the affliction of time. It therefore takes a bit of time to change them. But unless you have identified them, you can't change them. So I hope that has given you food for thought. I hope that has given you a bit of inspiration to go, ah, there's an area of my life that I could examine in more depth to gain increased self-awareness. Writing down these beliefs is a crucial element in your journey because in a month's time, you will forget this episode and you'll slip back into the habit of relying on your comfortable beliefs, albeit that your life might not be comfortable, but you're comfortable with those beliefs. So this talk of beliefs leads me to this week's quote by Henry Ford. Whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are right. That's a powerful idea. Embrace the idea. Look at this quote. Think about this quote. And start to examine, gosh, what do I believe I can do? What do I believe I can't do? My song of the week is by John Farnham. I find this song very moving. It's, I can do anything. There's a beautiful line in this song that says, what sets us apart is the fire in my heart that says, I can do anything. Find that song on YouTube. Listen to those words. What a great idea. I can do anything. Some people say you can jump off a building. I don't believe I can do that, so I've never tried that. But I love the idea of I can do anything. The book of the week. This is another profoundly important resource that I have used to great success in my programs, in my own life. It's a book by Bruce Lipton, L-I-P-T-O-N, called The Biology of Belief. And in that book, Bruce explores the impact of your beliefs on your cellular behavior. The way the cells of your body act depend upon your beliefs. That's why one of the early, earlier episodes, and you can sit find them on the podcast channel or on the YouTube channel, is are you driven by fear or love? And that question determines the way the cells, the 70 trillion cells in your body behave. Bruce Lipton explains this beautifully. My health tip 
of the week for you is to identify what you believe about the power of your mind to govern your health and to govern your physicality. Because what I think is clear is that your beliefs have a profound impact on your body. And the best example of that is the placebo effect. If you think something's good for you, it works. That's the placebo effect. So become aware of the power of your mind, non-physical, to govern the physical. My spiritual tip for you this week is to look more deeply into this question of forgiveness. One of our subscribers last week said, I wish you'd spoken more about forgiveness. And I will, I think, share a whole program on this question of forgiveness, but I urge you again to identify whether there are people whom you need to forgive. Christianity's challenge is that we're supposed to love our enemies. The great challenge is to love those who behave in ways that we don't approve. Forgiving others, remember, others have different sets of beliefs. Their whole life experience is different. And the spiritual release that you experience when you understand the amazing psychology that drives you to then think of the other person whom you need to forgive and you start, it gives you a whole new perspective on, gosh, I wonder what makes that person do what they do to then cause upset to me. And this awareness of yourself then gives you greater depth of understanding about other people's behaviours and then takes you away from locking in your mind that this person is like this. Because as soon as you judge another person as being a particular type, all possibility of understanding ceases. Judgment blocks understanding. So this spiritual practice of forgiveness, that doesn't mean you have to ring them up and do anything with them. It's understanding the power and the benefit for yourself of forgiveness. Now, I've got another joke for you. And this ties into this question of different belief systems, different realities, and I love the way that a message told in a different way can create an amazingly different outcome. It's a story of the US Army where the new recruits arrive in the army camp, and they're told about the army's life insurance program. And basically, the camp commandant was expected to have most of the recruits sign up. In fact, they were getting very low sign-up to this insurance scheme run by the US government, where out of the pay packet of the soldiers, they would pay part, they would make a contribution to the premium. So... The camp commandant calls in one of the sergeants and says, do you think you can do a bit better? And he said, yeah, I think I could do a bit better. A month later, this guy's getting 95% sign-up to this life insurance program. 
and they come down and think, gosh, I wonder what this guy's saying to them. So he goes to listen to the pitch for the next group of recruits. And the sergeant gets up there and he says, boys and girls, welcome to the army. We have a great insurance program for you, a life insurance program. And basically, if you take out this program, this pay for this premium and this insurance, if you get killed in battle, your family will be paid $100,000. However, this is not compulsory, but if you don't buy into this insurance program, your family, in the case of your death in battle, your family will be only paid $20,000. $100,000 if you've got the policy, $20,000 if you don't have the policy. So, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to contemplate, who do you think the army is going to send into battle first? I love that idea. What a great way of sharing an idea. So, that's it for this week's program. I urge you to visit our websites, coves.com, charlescoves.com for the self-awareness and passion quest. I urge you to think about the big idea. I urge you to explore your beliefs. Subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. Receive these nutrients for your mind and your soul. You can also buy my books, Passionate People Produce Passionate Performance on the coves.com website. And until next week, may you have a fun, challenging, passion-filled, extraordinary week where you discover beliefs that don't serve you and when you change them you realize that your whole experience of this amazing gift that we've been given of being alive right now in this universe is an amazing gift so enjoy it embrace it be grateful for it thanks for being with us 